Galactic Holonet, welcome to the Scum and Villainy Podcast post-Worlds Edition? Question mark? I don't know. We're going to go through the Worlds Tournament where the uh, greatest X-Wing player of all time won again three times in a row. Paul Heaver wins the X-Wing Worlds Championship, and that is... Absolutely crazy. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into the whole world's experience. Of course, we were there. We were doing stuff. We were playing for the most part well. And uh, we're going to talk about all of that. Joining me today is the ship's engineer, Alex Robeck, better known as Anti Grapus. What's going on, Alex? I haven't eaten a grape today, so I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, you na- <laughs> nailed it. Um, you know, you and I both uh, didn't get to go to Worlds this year, right? I'm, I was bummed out about it. We should. We need to make sure we go next year because it's pretty awesome. You haven't gone yet, have you? I, I have not managed to go yet. Yeah, but... we're, we're going to do it next year. It's going to happen. I can I can feel it. The guys who did get to go, Lyle Hayhurst, better known as Sozin. What's going on, Sozin? Hey, man. Doing well. How are you? Uh, you had a fun time at Worlds, though, didn't you? Dude, it was great. It was. I look forward to every year. It's a great vacation. It was a blast. And finally, our last team member who went, actually not our last, just one is not uh, available at, at the moment. Um, Mark Fletcher, better known as Sable Griffin. How's it going, sir? Had a blast at Worlds too. What did you What did you dress up as? I haven't seen pictures of you. So the first day, I wore a steampunk outfit that's fairly well, or that I've worn before. Mm-hmm. On Friday, I wore a new outfit that looks phenomenal. But the trick is that it's got the shirt has these three inch lace cuffs around them. And I was going to wear it Thursday. And I look down and realize that any time I do anything on the board, I will bump everything. I mean, every ship moves. It's like, I'll I'll finish my move, pick my hand up and there'll be an X wing dangling from my sleeve or something. (laughs) So I switched outfits Thursday because I could not play this game. A wise move. Do you have anything up your sleeve? No, my sleeves are the the cheating thing. <laughs> I knock everything over and slightly. Oh, move. I bumped you. You're suddenly out I'm of not arc. arc. Yeah, like I'm suddenly in or out of arc. That's... Um. So, so what did you go as on on Friday or Thursday? Then was it just another steampunk cowboy thing? Yeah. Oh, I want to see pictures. Anyways, burgundy coat. So, guys. Paul Heaver wins worlds three times in a row. The thing that, the thing that I immediately take from that, that just keeps getting drilled in my head is despite the fact that dice are involved in this game, it is an absolute, it, it reaffirmed the fact that you have to, it's a skill game, right? Like it, it, it is every bit the skill game. Of, of, no, nah, but the, of, of, of any sort of like high quality game that's come out. That's the best way to put it. Three times in a row. How many times, like, how many people were in each of the worlds, right? Like, we're talking about three, over three people. Tex, Aaron Bonar, Paul Heaver. I mean, like, total people at the tournament over three oh, oh. years in a row, right? Like, we're talking yeah. about, I don't know, like, each year. Probably was, 400 to 500 people total. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, in, that's insane. Three years in a row. I don't know. Like, uh, what does that tell you guys about uh, the game of X-Wing, I, I guess? I think before kind of talking about Paul's accomplishment, I want to mention there was something even more impressive than Paul winning the world championship. 
which was me getting a photograph of Jeff Jones, aka theorist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So let's let, we we do want to mention that that Jeff Jones is a real person and is not a robot and well, went to worlds and that's awesome. I, I hate that, that I missed that. What's Dude, that? I, I wouldn't go that far that he's not a robot. He might be a robot. I'm standing there and I get this tap on my shoulder mm-hmm. and I turn around and there's this dude standing there, um, probably around my age, like thirties or forties. And he introduces himself as Jeff Jones and it absolutely floored me. Uh, so it turns out that, uh, Blair flew him up here, Blair bunk uh-huh. as a, as a thank you present for all the training that Jeff did for Blair. I don't I, I didn't know this, but apparently, uh, Jeff did spend a lot of time working with Blair and his technique and got Blair to where he is now, which is, in my opinion, one of the top three players in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so as a thank you present, Blair flew him out here, which is pretty awesome. Uh, and there he was in the flesh and he had kind of a sheepish look on his face. He wanted to uh, basically surprise people. Yeah, no, I, I knew it. I knew going in, but. So when I was, I was walking in the building on Wednesday and this guy stops me and says, Hey, so hey back. You don't know who I am, do you? Yes, I do. I can recognize your voice. We talk regularly. <laughs> That's funny. Oh <laughs> uh, man, uh, Jeff. Will, he mentioned that he would be on. He will be back soon. He's dealing with some. He mentioned uh, on Team Covenant that he's dealing with his mom who's got cancer, and so our. Our, uh, you know, our thoughts go out to him and may the force be with your mom, I guess, is the best way I can put that. Um, anyways, so Jeff did get to go to Worlds, though, which is pretty cool. And I can't wait to uh, ask him about that and get to ta- a chance to talk to him about that. All right. So, guys. Paul Heaver wins X-Wing uh, World Champion. He's the three times in a row, right? That's amazing. What? Let's not forget, he also almost won the Imperial Assault Championship. He got second place. I didn't know that. That's incredible. And he did win nationals this year <laughs> at, at Imperial Assault. Man, um, so, yeah. that guy's good at games, then, I guess. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool that he won it again with the Four Ship Rebel list. You know, the first year he had Bigs Walks the Dogs, which was Bigs, a rookie, and two blues. Daggers with advanced sensors. There's right. a, there's a yeah. sort of... Um, kind of circle feeling to that where it's like it went back to that meta and I really liked the wave three meta. Yeah. And then second year he won it with another four ship rebel list, Han and three Talas. And then this year he won it with yet another one, which, you know, which I'm sure everyone knows by now, but in case you don't, I'll, I'll walk through it. It was Poe with R2D2 auto thrusters and veteran instincts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a PS 10 Poe. Uh, this is a great Poe by the way, because he can hunt sooner and then, or whisper and then a gold, with BTL A4, uh, R3A2, and the TLT. So I think this is the heart of this list. Mm-hmm. And we saw it. I mean, it's incredible in its ability to cripple aces. We saw that in the finals match against uh, Nathan. Then he's got a gold with TLT and then a bandit. Mm-hmm. That was his list. So, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's a toolbox list. It's like, it's just like those old, old lists where you just, you pick your rebel tools that you want to run with and, and then you go, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he does it again with another four ship rebel list. And that's his thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's also interesting in that he, this is the list he brought to week 11 of Aces League. So he left it right there in plain sight for all of us to see. Yeah. Hey, I played that list. Yeah. So, um, Ricky, can you tell us about your experience? Because I watched that game, or at least I saw three quarters of it. And 
you should have won that game. Um, well, I mean, uh, hold up, hold, let me let me be fair. Okay, so I played that list uh, what two days later, and uh, not two days, like what a week later. I don't know. But I played it a couple of days ago. Yeah, you were the um, first guy that got to play it post Worlds, right? You yeah, pick- yeah. Off. And but remember, I picked my list before Worlds. You did. All right, and I ran uh, two A wings with uh, refit. I ran two golds with TLT, and I ran a B wing. Just pure firepower. And um, we play. He gets a really nice flank with Poe, and I'm just starting to get chewed up. But I think to myself, for the most part, I this is actually why I brought that extra ship. Um, I killed Poe, and because he brought title. It's like, uh, that's the, you know, in that situation, title helped him and it also absolutely, and it also lost him the game because his, uh, his Y wing basically had uh, swooped past me and had all these asteroids in the way. So he was never going to get a shot off and I was able to get a free kill on him and make it a 2v1 game. But the problem is, is that when you roll, uh, three blanks in a row and do no damage, I mean, uh, I had a shot to kill him and I just absolutely could not do one damage to a one hit, a one agility Y wing. And at that point, what do you do? I mean, it's okay. Yeah. I just drew the world champion list. It's fine. It just it would have been nice to have a win, but whatever. Right. So that was the conclusion, right? Which I missed. Yeah. We that drew. The, we the drew. The golds killed each other in the final round. We drew. Round. It was so, it was, I, I felt like so smart and then so, but at, at, the, at the beginning though, he absolutely had me. So in the, in a weird way, I feel like, Early on, he absolutely had the game, and then late, I absolutely had it, and neither one of us was able to to take advantage. I guess I don't know. It was, yeah. it was an interesting game. So, I mean, I think you know, Paul winning worlds three times in a row can only be attributable to black magic. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure he's like done some foul rite of of magic at the site of the FFG World Headquarters, mm-hmm. um, and uh, continues to benefit from that. I don't know. Or he's just really good. I mean, he's also one of the best players in in in, the, in even our, our Aces League in two years in a row, right? So, mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. so let's talk about Worlds because I didn't get to go, and I want to I want to relive as best as I can uh, what I missed uh, at Worlds. So um, let's go ahead and um, Mark. So tell me about your Worlds experience, right? Like we didn't get to go. Alex and I want to know. You know, how was world? What'd you do? What was fun? Like, tell me, tell me about, about the world's experience. Okay. So for me, I drove up from Dallas. It's a 15 hour drive. Oh, did you do that today? The way up, I broke it up on the way back. I did one day. Mm-hmm. Just means I wanted a little. I wanted to get some hours on the road on Monday and be more fresh when I actually got there, mm-hmm. which I think worked to my advantage. But so I, I drove up there. It was a long drive, but it wasn't particularly unpleasant. I get there. I go into the, the center. I've been there before and this is Thursday or sorry, Tuesday night. They already have the registration desk set up. So I, go in get my badge everything i really like the fact that they gave us the promos for all the games as well as the really nice deck box yeah that's cool so you know and you know like they they realized that like if you play if you like x-wing you'll probably like either armada or imperial assault 
one of the two of them is going to be interesting to you, most likely. Right. It also helps those people that are good at games that are happening at the same time. Mm -hmm. So if I like Imperial Assault and Netrunner, I can still get the promos for both, even though I can only play one. So I think that was a good choice. The promos, for the most part, were good-looking. I liked what they did. I'm not a huge fan of the new Han, but that's probably because I have the old Han, and I don't feel or the old two Hans because I've got that large car yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I didn't feel any value in a third Han. Well, so well, I was joking that I can use the large Han card and then equip all of the small Han cards as upgrades. So when you kill Han, he launches three or four more Hans as like uh, Nash Top Pups. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> so I get there. Of course, I immediately start having wonderful conversations with some of the best X-Wing players on the planet. Uh, it was a great time. Uh, Wednesday I come in, I'm fresh, I'm ready, and my dice don't show up. It was a very yeah. frustrating uh, series. I went four and four, which isn't bad, but there are, I lost three games that I clearly wasn't supposed to lose, just like you were talking with Paul Heavers, mm-hmm. where I, there was an, a, my first game, I have my two Y-Wings, which are PS4, jousting mm-hmm. a PS2 TIE Advanced with no tokens. Uh, though <laughs> Palpatine was on the board. And I lose that joust. I didn't kill that advanced the entire game. Uh, Palpatine's a good card, though. I like uh, that agreed, card. Agreed, but when I've got... Yeah, you should be you should be doing some damage though, man. Like, yeah, and it was a ra- it was range two of both of my Y wings. I've got the PS bid, and I I never kill that advance. Well, you fly the title too, don't you? Yeah. So Ooh. yeah, Ooh. that's how this game went. Uh, <laughs> that I, sucks, man. La- later on, I uh, he's running two tie advanced the Tempest PS two and Kenkirk with the Emperor and Asan Asard. And mm-hmm. there was a turn where I had a focus token, range two to Kenkirk, who still has a shield left with one of my Y-Wings. And I miss all three shots. That's eight blanks. I just couldn't... <laughs> my entire day was like that. Uh, I mean, I had some good games, but it was frustrating. So let's let's talk about the rest of your list. What were you running beside okay. the two Y-Wings? So I've got two... Hired Guns, TLT, BTLA4 on Hinge Shastermech, and Boba Fett with VI, Tactician, Engine Upgrade, and Andrasta. Yeah, so you run, uh, you run Scum uh, Boba, right? Oh, absolutely. Nice. It's not like I could take Y-Wings with Imperials. Exactly. So it's a good, solid a generalist list. It can generally deal with any list that shows up but it's also one where it's not particularly strong to any list it's, it's got mm-hmm. options it got it has tools but it's not a counter to anything sure uh, it was a, a fun day one of my more notable games was up against uh, one of the fellows from the back to dials podcast cool he did an interview with me and that should be out there 
So that was my my Wednesday. Thursday, I don't make the cut. I just show up and have fun and watch X-Wing and ta- talk with people. Uh, Friday is more of the same, but then we had the Team Epic match. Uh, Sozin and I were partners in Team Epic, so of course we had to run Scum. Oh yeah. yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right. So let's let's catch up here. Um, let's because I I, I want to hear the the scum and villainy story, but um, let's uh, catch uh, Lyle up to you here. Lyle, what did you done uh, up to uh, this point? Sure. So I'll talk a bit about some of the prep that I did. I know we we went into this in some of the podcasts, but I'll I'll get into some of the secret sauce. So I I scrimmaged against Dom for almost all of my prep. And uh, he and I built a spreadsheet, which basically uh, had um, as the rows all of the kind of top metal lists, um, you know, Thug Life, Peltmobile plus Aces, Swarms, um, et cetera. And then as the columns, we had all the lists that I was thinking of bringing. Uh, and it was a pretty big suite of lists. I had um, basically Hal Runner, a, a, a Crack Swarm. Black Crack Swarm, mm-hmm. a couple of robots. I had Han and Jake as my nationals list. I had Jake Miranda and a Stress Hog. Jake and three TLTs. Um, those are my kind of primary list that I was testing with. And I was mm-hmm. leaning toward Jake because I've been flying Jake a lot last year. So I scrimmaged against Dom, and um, he flew the Poutmobile with Sunter and Vader as the the my testing list. And I lost all seven games of my scrimmage against him. All seven. Um, so, uh, I got a really good look at that Poutmobile list. I'll yeah. say that. Yeah, sure. Uh, although it wasn't very motivating for my, uh, self confidence, I should say. Um, but, you know, at the end, Dom was like, well, look at this way, Lyle. It should get easier from here. Uh, <laughs> So I decided uh, after talking with Dom and seeing this list in action so much that I, w- I was going to bring it because uh, I'd gotten to see it a lot and I flew it again after uh, um, making the decision. And so I ended up bringing um, a Palmobile. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just the Omni plus uh, you know an onboard Emperor. And then I brought a uh, 35 point Sunter. So title, PTL, auto thrusters, stealth device, and then I brought a 35-point Vader, Vader, VI, engine, title, and ATC. So you wanted to have the ultimate, like, uh, you know, PS counter with Vader. Yeah, yeah, Vader is the PS counter. Sunter is just annoying, and uh, Palpatine keeps everyone alive. So that was the list. Uh, short report, round one. Uh, so got- who do people, do people normally kill Palpatine first in those? I've always wondered that. Like, who do you target first? That is what happened in my games. And there's been a lot of debate about this on the forums. Do you, do you go for Palpatine and then risk the aces flanking you and tearing you up? Or do you go for an ace and try to take him down and risk not being able to do it because Palpatine keeps the ace alive? Um, I'm not sure what the answer is, but I can say that in my games, people consistently went for the shuttle first. Mm-hmm. Um, so round one, I got paired up against a dash. Uh, corn build, um, which ended up getting manhandled by, uh, um, the master and apprentice list, which is what we called it. Uh, then that would be Vader and Palpatine. Sure. Uh, round two, I got paired up against Ollie. He's the uh, Nordic national champion. And 
also the, I think the U, UK champ as well. Um, and he was flying my nationals Han list, which is Han and Jake. And it's a 97 point list. Uh, so some irony there, cause this is the list I really wanted to bring and I probably should have, but <laughs> do um, you, uh, do you regret not flying, uh, the Jake list? Yeah, you know, I do. I do. Um, cause I think I would have enjoyed it better. I mean, the thing about this, you know, Palpatine plus two aces list is that you're really kind of on the razor's wire, like, um, the entire time. Yeah. I don't, I don't do well with a list like that. Yeah. It's a hard list to fly. That's the first thing. Second thing, it doesn't do a ton of damage. So you got to be super precise with everything. Um, which, for example, in this game, my first game against Ollie, uh, or rather the second game, I lost the shuttle and that was it. Um, so I lost 29 to nothing. Oh. Uh, third game, I had a complete mirror match, exact same list. He killed my shuttle and I killed half of his, so I lost 29-14. Oh. Um, so now I'm one and two, but both of my losses are, you know, super, super close. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, all right, my MOV is okay. Um, you know, maybe I can be one of the two or three six and twos that qualify. Um, round three, I got paired up against a list that I think, uh, Sable would have liked. It was Boba, Dampeners, Mangler, and Gunner, and then two thugs with TLT and Unhinged. So I think not, Unhinged goes really well with the uh, TLTs. Yeah, I think it's not as good as the list he brought, but it is kind of a sister or companion list. Mm-hmm. Um, so that game went pretty well, um, ended up being 129 win, although I needed to kill Boba in the very last round of fire to pull it off. Um, so I was two and two, two and what, three and two and two at that point. Yeah, sure. Um, next list or next round, I got paired up against a black. Uh, basically, it was a very cool list. It was an imperial list with red line in it. Okay, cool. Yeah. So it was the only, um, punisher I'd seen all day. And he had red line with extra munitions, cluster, proton torpedoes, and fire control systems, mm-hmm. which is pretty sweet because, you know, when red line has the fire control systems and the cluster, he gets the two target locks. He can spend the target lock to launch the cluster. He's still got a target lock, uh, after he shoots the first cluster. And then after he shoots the cluster, he gets two target locks again from fire control systems and his ability. And then he can launch the second cluster. So it's a pretty brutal combination. I think we've actually discussed it on the cast before. I yeah. believe that yeah. Sable brought it up. Um, anyway, so he had that. He had two black squadrons with crack shot and a PTL Karner with auto thrusters. I love Karner. Karner's so much fun to play. It was good. And Adam put up a great fight and he was like millimeters away from, uh, getting his Karner within range one of, uh, my Sunter. But unfortunately he was just outside and I managed to take Karner out. And after that it was a pretty clean mop up. Um, okay, so now I'm three and two. I'm feeling pretty good. And I get paired against a, uh, a really interesting rebel list. It was, uh, Jake with title, PTL, VI, Prockets, and Auto Thrusters. Poe with VI, R5P9. And then finally the third ship, Kyle, Moldy Crow, Chewbacca, and an Auto Blaster turret. So this is a 98 point list. And he's got two aces and then just like a little buff bot type ship. Yeah, and both Jake and Poe are sitting at PS9 and 10, mm-hmm. so they're good ace hunters. And he's got the 98-point initiative bid. So he's built to just go find one of your dudes and kill him. Yeah, and which is exactly what happened. The way he killed Sunter was beautiful. Basically, Sunter moved first. Jake ran into Sunter. And then in the combat phase, Kyle passed a focus token over to Jake. 
Oh. Jake used the focus token to barrel roll back. That is that is good. He then PTL'd off the uh, the barrel roll to take a target lock out on Sunter. Oh, and then man. dropped five dice on the Sunter right there. Man, that is that is like a whoever who was that? You get a uh, golf clap. Yeah, his name was Nick. That is incredible. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I fly a lot of Jake and I've never thought of this combination. I have seen like variants of this combination with um uh Kraken passing actions to people in the combat phase. Sure. Uh, but it never occurred to me to do it with Jake, uh, which just goes to show you X-Wing is a very rich game, right? It can, yeah. it can surprise you. And, uh, so he dropped, uh, Sunter's stealth device and then we did a lot of dogfighting and he managed to take Sunter out. Um, and then he slowly ground down, uh, Vader after killing the shuttle. So it was a really great game. He, Nick played it beautifully. So at that point I was three and three. Mm-hmm. It was getting late and, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch some X-Wing. And so I spent the next, the final two rounds. Uh, watching all the top boards and uh, uh, you know, just enjoying myself. Uh, and then the next day, I spent the whole day again watching the top 16. I uh, posted a bunch of photographs. I kept all the people who are in there stuck in their day jobs updated on how the yeah, matches I pre- were going. Yeah, I appreciate that, by the way. You're welcome. And then, you know, watched it all the way to the finals. Had a great experience just chilling with, um, with, uh, with the whole crew. Uh, me and Howard Thomas, who's a buddy from Chicago. Uh, came up with a, a really fun uh, upgrade card. Um, basically, the idea is: uh, Do you watch Rebels at all? Yeah, I've seen it. I haven't seen. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I probably haven't seen the last ten episodes. Cool. So in the in the second season, Vader shows up, right? And he's like Empire Strikes Back Vader, total badass. Like, sure. He's like scary Vader, not like lame whiny Vader. And uh, there's this great scene when he, Vader's dogfighting. He basically does a K turn. And as he K-turns, he's drifting backwards, and he's uh, shooting at the two A-wings that are chasing him, and he takes them both out after he does the K. Uh, <laughs> so the upgrade card is uh, Reversal Dampeners. It's a one or two-point engine mod, or rather a ship mod, that basically allows you to, after you do a K-turn, then do a boost action backwards. Pretty sweet, huh? Okay, so it gives it like increases your K-turn. Yeah, K turn. Uh, but you have but, to be able to boost to do it. Yeah. Uh, no, you can just drift. You just drift. Like you, you don't need a, a boost. Uh, well, uh, your your ship has to effectively land in those two spots, though. Yeah, that's right. You have to be able to make the boost. Yeah. Um, like you have to be able to land in the in the in the spot and then make the boost. Yeah, or like one of those three spots. That's easier. That's easier said than done. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fun. You know, came up with an upgrade card, pitched it past uh, Alex. Who said he'd write, put it down in his note, notebook of, of potential, uh, next gen X-ray, X-Wing cards. Um, so Friday I played, um, Sable was Friday when we played? Yes, Friday. So, yeah. so okay, you guys, so you yeah. guys team up for the epic. There was an epic tournament? Well, oh, wait, no, hold on. Before there, was, we jump, there, there was the Thursday night. Didn't we hang out and party with Morgan? Yes. Thursday night we hung out. We went to, the Aussies had rented a house for the for the event. Okay, that sounds awesome. And invited a bunch of the podcasters and top X-Wing talent. So we go over there. This is after Paul Heavers won his third championship. He's there. Doug's there. A bunch of the, the Aussies and Germans and a bunch of the top players are there. It was a lot of fun. Uh Alex and Frank showed up for a while. It was 
a lot, a lot of really top X-Wing talent there. Cool. And good drinkers, too, I should mention. <laughs> I'm really kind of sad I missed this. Yeah, turns out that Alex likes himself some whiskey. Awesome. And, yes. and at one point, I had to ask him how he got there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I left, what, midnight? One? Something like that. Yeah, I left before you, so... It was a lot of fun. <laughs> so, uh, so well, you know, Ty- Tyler stayed till like three a.m. Right. So no. Friday. It's because he's young. Anyways, yeah. so yeah, so that was the condition for for the epic, uh, the start of the epic tournament. Well, yeah, it not wasn't... to rub it in, Ricky, but that that would have been your time to shine. Yeah, that party. exactly. Oh. <laughs> so Friday was an epic event, not a tournament. The what it was was Imperials versus Rebels, ever a team epic. Everybody came with their own uh, team list, so you and your partner showed up. And Scum was randomly assigned either Imperial or Rebel in order to even out the number of tables. Sure. So scum is uh, scum is filler to make sure that there is an even number of tables. Though I think one table was scum v scum. Well, that's okay. That happens, right? You know, whatever. So, what, what organization do you represent? Well, so we get we got hired by the rebels. Well, yes, we were fighting Imperials. I'm not saying we were working for the rebels, <laughs> but we were fighting Imperials. Okay. Sure. We roll up with. They could just be the cops though, right? Right. The... Shit. It's the fuzz. Yeah, exactly. The red fuzz. So, Sosan and I, of course, we have to go scum and villainy because pod. You have to. You have to. Yeah. And. I suggested that we run some some Y-Wings. Because Y-Wings. And Sozen really liked the Mandalorian Mercenary. Okay. So we put together a list where together the team had eight hired guns with TLT and BTLA-4. No astromech. And okay. then five Mandalorian Mercenaries with Crackshot one of which also had gunner and glitter stem. So, yeah, so that's like the, uh, that's the heavy hitter. Right. Well, actually it happened to, because we both have a 200 point list. One of my, the, my list that had mostly the Y wings mm-hmm. ended up with extra points left over. Okay. So we put them into the, the fire. Yeah, why why not, right. right? Yeah. And it's a 395 yeah. point list, so we still had an initiative bid. So How did uh, how did that play? So we we have all PS4 and 5 and sure. we go up against eight Royal Guard interceptors with ruthlessness. Ruthlessness. <laughs> and Can you remind everyone what that card does? No, I don't even know. Tell me what that card so does. I can't even remember. It's a three-point Imperial-only EPT. If no, it does. It does splash damage. It does right? splash damage. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. So, so that uh, 
one player had eight ties, tie interceptors. The other player had two PS3 tie defenders with heavy laser cannon. Okay. Vessery and Rexler with heavy laser cannon and swarm tactics. And then Jonas with swarm tactics. Mm. <laughs> so, of course, they're all PS6 or higher after swarm tactics. Yeah. So there goes our PS bid. Right. We, we could have <laughs> taken Agromex or something. So, but we have 114 hit points. Sure. And it was just a bloodbath. So our, our first Y-Wing gets melted, our second Y-Wing gets melted, our third Y-Wing gets melted, and by that point, there's just nothing he can do against this onslaught of Ys and, and fire sprays. It's, it was beautiful seeing five fire sprays flying in formation. Okay. Because yeah, I should mention, by the time the third TLT mentioned, or started to melt, I was doubting Sable's strategy because he was like, dude, trust me, it's going to work out. We're just going to fly the Ys in. We're going to lose some, but it's it's not going to be a problem. Okay. Uh, and by the when the third one was going down, I'm like, wow, I hope we did this right. But it ended up completely being like Sable said, uh, <laughs> which I'll let him describe. Yeah, sure. so, so as I said, the first one gets melted. second one gets melted. The third one gets melted. But then there's this cluster, and there's just nothing he can do about it. And because the the tie interceptors don't have push the limit, they're all focusing if they get actions, and they're generally spending it on attack. But even if they don't, we just hit something else. And I mean, we just start burning down these interceptors, and then the the tie defenders get in the scrum with the fire sprays, and uh, every one of those crack shots goes off. The, the, the he gets one of the. The, yeah, because you don't care if you get blocked. Right. Uh, one of the fire sprays gets knocked down to one hit point, but he can't capitalize it. So it it goes past and shoots rear and, and survives the game. My favorite shot, my favorite turn was he's got Vessery at range one of that Mandalorian mercenary that has Glitter Stim and Gutter. Uh, Vessery has no damage on him, still has all of his shields. Uh, it's range one, no tokens. So I, I roll my attack, I get blank, blank, I, I, and I popped glitter stem. So I just, I don't use glitter stem, I let gunner go, roll, hit, I, I, I. Four hits. <laughs> Vessery rolls one evade, crack shot. Now he's down to two hull. <laughs> and then... I've got, I've, so just in front of Vessery is one of the PS3 tie defenders with one hit point left. Sure. I have a Y-Wing. It's got a range one shot on that, that one hit point tie defender, and it's got a range two shot on Vessery. Now, Vessery, we need to kill Vessery, but I decide to go for it and use my primary weapon on the tie defender. Okay. Get him. Then TLT Vessery, hit, hit, gone. The same Y-Wing killed two TIE Defenders in a single round of combat. And would go on to kill the second to last TIE Interceptor. <laughs> so that guy, right. that guy was like Horton Zom. Yeah, I mean, the final position was basically it was four mostly healthy mercenaries versus nothing. Yeah. So we lost six Y-Wings. We had two on the board. All of the mercenaries were still on the board. The one was super, super hurt. 
Had, Actually, no. My, my my Merc died, or one of my Mercs died. Oh, we had we had four left. That's right. He did die yeah. eventually. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just one game, or yeah, it was just yeah. one game. We got everybody who participated got a alternate art Tantive and an alternate art uh, Imperial Raider. Well, extended that, art is the correct phrase. That's kind of cool. And if you won, you got a second set. Oh, cool. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a great event. Uh, the ending result was 11 to 11, by the way. Right. 11 Rebel victories, 11 Imperial victories. When you split the scum up. Right. So so yeah. the, the overall event was a tie. <laughs> All right. Which was kind of disappointing. I wanted to, like... At least have some sort of tiebreaker event, but of course it was. By the time the last match finished, it was like eleven o'clock, and I kind of like the fact that it was a a tie. Oh yeah, uh huh. Keeping balance to the force. Do you guys play any other uh, any of the other uh, games? So I played the the wrap up tournament okay. on Sunday, and I played a bunch of of uh, pickup games on on Saturday. Yeah, and, and I did Epic Armada with my buddy Matt. Right. How did that go? It's, dude, it was really fun. We we ended up playing against uh um Reckon. Yep. R R E K K O N. Um and Myth- Mythical Mothman. Um not familiar with him. Yeah, these are just two dudes from the forums. Uh uh so we had a great match against them. Like me and Matt decided to bring a super balanced rebel squad. Um, so we had a bunch of X wings, we had A wings, we had Y wings, um, we had uh, um, ba- basically every Rebel ship that is currently out. We brought um, so it's kind of a mixed classic Rebel thing, uh, not super powerful but very thematic. Uh, and we ended up, I think we went one, one and one, one and two. So we won one game and lost two games. Um, but it was super fun. Like Armada is very chill. It's like much different from the next wing because you're allowed to pre-measure everything. Sure. Um, and so it's much more, it feels like you're a kind of armchair, armchair general sitting back and like, you know, scanning the map and coming up with these grand designs and then like talking about it. Um, so it's a completely different feel from X wing, but in my opinion, just as good. I think it's a very, very neat game. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a different thing. I mean, X-Wing should be very tense and about snap reflexes and, like, in like calls and stuff, whereas I feel like Armada should be a more, you know, plan over several, several turns, right? It's kind of grander. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, anyways, so... So you guys... So did you guys play... You, you played in Armada. Sable, you didn't play anything else? No, he did the uh, the final tournament on Sunday. Final wrap-up tournament. Okay. And there Tell were us. about 60 players there. I placed 10th. I took my Dallas Regionals list, Murder of Crows, which is five Black Sun soldiers with feedback array. I love that list. Torquil so much with Ion Cannon and Greedo. I did not switch it to TLT. Okay. <laughs> and I had so much fun. I I went three and one. My one loss was my best game, the the most fun game I had the entire weekend. What'd you play? Uh, I was up against, uh, and I've lost my notes. Very good player, but I can't remember his name right now. 
who was running the standard of Vader Sunter Palp shuttle. Okay. And he tried to bait me with Sunter uh, I, because he can't play that list with Sunter. So mm-hmm. I knew he was going to run off with Sunter. I didn't take the bait. I pounced on his shuttle. I burned that down. The uh, I then switched to Vader and got Vader ioned and stressed with one hull left and couldn't manage to kill him. So it took, took like five more rounds or six more rounds for me to get the last damage on to Vader. But by that time I was down to two Z's left versus and a full health center. And you're just going to probably lose that. Right. Yeah. And, but I mean, I didn't, I didn't run. I could have, because it was really close to time. Uh, I, I turned my one uh, at the, the last round time is called. I turn around and come in with my last Z to joust with Sunter. <laughs> I, I lost that Z, but I, I was going out fighting. That's funny. <laughs> it, it was a lot of fun, and I love that list so much. Uh, Sable, who or what ended up winning that tournament? Uh, I don't remember. Only one person went. So the person I lost to went undefeated but had one modified win. Um, and I, I can't tell you who who won or what he was flying. It was too casual. I tried to look it up. Nobody's posted anything about it. Mm-hmm. So, so what sort of things did we hear about, uh, you know, where we're going next year? Like, I, I don't know if you got a chance to, to hear anything or, so, or, uh, there was no announcement. They, they had announced that they were going to announce something that they were doing to do next year at this world. They did not make that announcement. There's some rumors, but we don't have any solid information. There's an interview out there basically saying to make it more exclusive, but we don't know. Yes. What, what do you think that entails? So as I said, there are two possible ways to go about it. The first one is to make it more exclusive. Second is to make it a convention and make it bigger. It sounds like they're going to try the former. So I expect you'll have to have at least won a store championship or something like that to, to get a ticket or at least get first pick of tickets. But I, I can't tell you beyond that. I can speculate all I, all you want, but I don't have any solid information there. Yeah. If people want to know more, they can look up the interview on Team Covenant's YouTube channel with, uh, Jonathan, though. So, the uh, director of organized play. One of the, the things that we got surprised with, so there weren't a lot of, of pre-sale things. They didn't have like wave eight or anything like that pre-sale. The one thing they were selling there that was a complete surprise, hadn't been announced, was new mats, new FFG mats. They've got Endor. Death Star 2 over the Forest Moon of Endor, which looks pretty good. And then they've got Bespin, which looks phenomenal. It's, it is hands down my favorite art I have seen on a mat. Uh, I immediately bought one. So we, and I was kind of mad. What are those running? Uh, so they're 40 each. That's not bad. No, it's the, my one problem with them is they're very slick because it's the mouse pad material. Mm-hmm. But, it, some people like that, some people don't. Right. I, I 
that's the downside to them. Other than that, I still recommend them. They're, they look beautiful. They play nice. They're very thematic. Uh, look at Bespin. If you, even if you don't buy it, look at that art. They've done a phenomenal art. And of all of the art for Matt's both first and third party, this is the one that makes it feel like you're flying over Bespin. That's kind of cool. It, like, like it's not a top-down view; it's at an angle, and there's there's the edge of the atmosphere, so it feels like you're in this dogfight near the facility. It, That's kind of cool. It looks really good. Yeah, they also announced uh, that Star Wars Rebellion board game, like at or around the time of the Worlds, right? Right. Yeah, that looks pretty cool. I it reminds me of uh, the Rebellion video game. Do you guys? Any of you guys play that? I have. You know, I liked that game. It was good. It was good. I gather that it is primarily Twilight Imperium in Star Wars. I'm down with that, though. That sounds incredible. But with only two players. No, you can have four. Oh, you can? Yeah. Huh. But is it like, well, I guess we'll find out. That's what I saw, at least. I'll probably end up buying it just because I cannot resist all things Star Wars. Yeah, I got a problem. I'm probably not going to pick it up. Unless I hear really good things about it, mm-hmm. but just because I've, I've got so many other things to pick up these days. So we think that uh, Wave Eight's coming out soon, right? There are whispers, rumors that it should be out soon. Okay, so what are you most excited about in the new wave? I've got to say, Dengar. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you excited about them? So I just salivate at the thought of a two white sloop. Even if <laughs> yeah, it's only exactly. one direction. I, I want that in my life. That sounds, it is an incredible move. And it dovetails with Dengar's ability so well. Yes, mm-hmm. he's a, a fat turret, but he's got incentive to get you an arc. And I love that. Yeah. It's just it's. Yeah, I think that the scum need um, that ship. Agreed. They they need something. I'm cooler on the other ship that scum B wing. I with the advent of TLT BTL Y wings, I don't think they need a B wing. I don't know. I'll find some use for it, but probably in the named pilots. But the the turret itself, that I like that. Alex, what are you excited for for Wave Eight? Scumby mostly. Wing, Scumby yeah, Wing. Yeah, yeah, mostly the Mist Hunter. Although I I agree with Sable that the B Wing has sort of like vanished and has been replaced with a TLT Y Wing. But hopefully the Mist Hunter will have something to differentiate it and make it worth. Yeah, hopefully that tractor beam, man. I mean, it, it, nothing else it at least has a pilot skill advantage because the generic one looks to be PS3. Right. Sable, what are you, re- well, not Sable, I mean, uh, Sozin, what are you ready for? Wait, eight. Know. what are you excited about, man? You I don't mean, know? That, that's not, that's not excitement. That's not, get hype, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, part of me like really wants for the ghost to be badass. Yeah. Uh, Cause I like the Rebels TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ghost is a cool ship, but I'm a little worried that it's so freaking expensive and, you know, the two ship meta is kind of on its last legs. Um, uh, see you later. Not going to miss you. So 
I'm a little worried that like Ghost is going to be more of an epic ship. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I love playing Rebels. They're like my favorite type of squads to fly. Sure. And uh, so I'm very much looking forward to Ghost. You know, I I know that uh, the FO is coming out soon. The the uh, the single versions of them. I want the FO to be good, but I can't make it work in like. You know, you know me. I prefer lower pilot skill stuff just because I like blocking. And I, the low PSFOs, I don't. I'm I'm not necessarily down with. Other than I can see kind of neat blocking with the with their sloop. Yeah, I mean, Tyler's been thinking a lot about how to build um, FO lists. You should mm-hmm. talk to him. He's mm-hmm. got some thoughts on it. I I have the feeling that I will find place for the TIEFO. Once more of the tech slot upgrades are out, because I sure. think that's what's going to make them impressive. And I don't know what those tech upgrades are. I just think that that's the missing piece for this ship. Yeah, they're they're purposefully leaving it open. I mean, the the one upgrade that has been spoiled, the one that lets you keep an extra evade token around, is going to be really good for at least the. The named the blue. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was thinking the uh, the named uh, uh, T seventy. That was I think is the blue elite blue guy. That what's his special ability? He gets to uh, boost. Sorry, look him up. Boost with the heart. I mean, but you have to like, no. have support him to give him the evade token. It's not him. There's there's one of those guys that like basically was built to have this upgrade. I'll uh, I'll get back to you. Give me a second. I'll find it. All right. So one thing that I I want to bring up is the the PS missile, the the target lock missile. Is that is yeah? Is that going to change the game like I think it's going to? Because that it feels like that's the card that this last wave missed. See, I, I don't see a lot of use for that card. Now you can set up an alpha strike, but meh. That that card does not sing to me. Everybody seems to be, oh, this card is going to change everything, and I'm just going, uh, uh, okay. The the one place where it looks really good is the the one list that used it in the team covenant uh, open is just a like seven or eight Z95 swarm with two or three thread tracers, right? Just to give everyone target lock focus for an alpha strike. It's just so hard to justify giving up an attack that does damage for that. Yes, there are situations, but really, it's to set up a uh, an alpha strike. And Alpha Strikes, that doesn't, Thread Tracers doesn't overcome the rest of the problems with munitions. You know, I, I get that. I just feel like there's got to be somebody to make that work or worthwhile. If, if there is, Thread Tracers is a component, not the whole fix. Makes sense. Anyway, so, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for Wave 8. We haven't even really talked about the the advanced right is is there is there no love for this ship or what's going on with that? I like the 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 Inquisitor himself. Yeah. Yes. The problem with this ship is it's entering crowded waters. It is competing with so many other cheap two die uh, two attack die ships that the Imperials have that I can't get any excitement 
going over this because it's it's competing directly with the Tie Fighter, the Tie Foe, the Tie uh, Bomber, the Tie Interceptor. I, mean, I can keep going. There's so many sure. this or so many ships in this design space that I don't see a point to it. Yeah. Maybe one and or two, but no. None of, and none of those ships are really doing that well. It's only like generic TIE fighters because they're so cheap. Right. It's especially with the prevalence of things with three defense dice plus shenanigans to get more defense that I don't see much effectiveness there. Yes, you've got the Inquisitor. Great. Perfect. But. Yeah, does, does the Inquisitor really effectively replace the existing, like, you know, ace ships that are already out there? I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily know. He'll I mean, there's probably already... fly very different because you'll want him to stay at range three because he doesn't care. But. Yeah. So I I can see a place for him, but the ship as a whole, I'm I'm not feeling it yet. Maybe there's mm-hmm. something I don't know. Maybe there's some uh, awesome upgrade or title or something. I don't. Know. Once it comes out, I will do what I can to come up with crazy tricks for it, as I do with everything. But until I see more, I'm, that's that's the lowest on my list of interest because at least the other. Ships come with some interesting upgrades. I'm, I'm salivating over the thought of new crew. Yeah, next next week I want to kind of do a look at uh, new new lists that we like, new ships that we like, and then kind of do some user-submitted lists. So that means if, guys, if you are listening and you want to uh, have us uh, talk about your list on the show, please go ahead and post either on Team Covenant or or FFG or even email or email us or I don't know. What is our email? You can email me at Kelvin one, one, three, eight at gmail.com. Um, any, oh, hey, Ricky. Yeah. I, I found the, uh, the, it's, it's the red ace guy. Yeah. So the first time you remove a shield token, you get to assign a vid. Okay. And you pair that with com relay. So, um, yeah, once he gets yeah. the evade, it gets to stick around. So not the greatest combination in the world, but it's probably the only instance of someone taking com relay as a rebel. Yeah, I, right. And less sable, you can come up with some crazy concoction. You He's are just, the ship cocktail. Well, <laughs> I mean, Jan Orr's crew would yeah, yeah. allow you to do some interesting things. Anyways, yeah. Next next week we will go ahead and we'll cover. Um, we're going to cover any of the things that uh, we like in the new meta. I'm give, excited to go through that. Give the listeners that email address again slower so they can get it. <laughs> K-E-L-V-A-N-1. Do I have a – actually, do we have a Scum and Villain email account? Just real quick question. I mean, not, we're not, not that I'm aware of. No. Uh, we should get one. Yeah. We'll, we'll work on that. No problem. Um, we'll post the email address in the show notes. Yeah, sure. Done. Um and on Twitter. Anyways, you can get at me on Twitter. Um, we, uh, we're, we're, we'll go over some of the things that we like. We'll cover what we think uh, might be weaknesses or something along those lines. I always like doing uh, lists uh, from listeners and going through through lists just because I think list building has got to be at least three quarters of the fun of this game, which is, uh, I think, a good quality for a game to have. 
Um, anyways, uh, anything you guys want to uh, shout out before we close this out? Shout out time. Oh, yes. I want to give a uh, shout out to the Minoc Minoc Squadron podcast. Yeah, sure. They're a, they're, they're a new podcast. They just had their third episode came out and they had, um, Tex or Dallas Parker. Yeah. One of the, one of the few people to make the top cut in all three worlds. And he gave his like world's report and talked about the world's list. And it was a good episode and you all should check it out. So I will give a shout out to the Back to Dials podcast then. Also a new X-Wing podcast out there. Couple great guys. I think they've got a lot of potential. And it's nice to see more podcasts popping up, more chatter, more voices. That's a good thing for this game. And, I mean, all the podcasts have a a generally good reputation with each other, so I hope that continues. I I hope we can all still remain friends. Uh, I guess I'll give a shout-out to the FFG staff at Worlds. Um, These guys basically work like 18 to 20 hours a day, it feels like, uh, when Worlds is happening. And they were all super cool about it, even though by Saturday they looked like they got run over by a truck. They were still extremely helpful. They were nice. They were, they, uh, were cool to everyone. So like everyone from the TDs, uh, to organize play to the people that work in the building itself were all very cool. And thanks for the great experience. All right, guys. Well, that has been our show for Alex uh, Robeck, better known as Antigrapist for Lyle Hayhurst, better known as Sozin and for Mark Fletcher, better known as Sable Griffin. My name is Richard White. Good hunting out there, and thanks for listening.